Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Hi, friends. Always good to be a part of Bayside Church Online. I hope that you are traveling well, enjoying the last part of summer here in beautiful Melbourne, even if we've had another lockdown for a while. Hope you're navigating that okay. And uh, really looking forward to sharing the message with you today. Uh, the message title is called Navigating the Seasons of Life. Navigating the Seasons of Life. You know, life is lived in seasons, just as we navigate through seasons in the calendar year. And seasons are made up of endings and new beginnings. And today we're going to talk about how to navigate those changes in our life, which involve letting go of the past and reaching forward to the new things God has for us. Uh, we're going to turn to a story in the book of Acts for our message today. Uh, I love the Bible. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how many stories are in the Bible, stories of people's lives like you and I. And the stories are there not just to fill in space, but for a reason. And we can uh, glean from these stories uh, much wisdom for our life in our own journey. And so I'm going to read Acts 20 verses 17 onwards from the Message Bible. It'll take a couple of minutes just to read this part of the Apostle Paul's journey. And so let's have a listen to what the author of this book has to say. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the leaders of the congregation. When they arrived, he said, you know that from day one of my arrival in Asia, I was with you totally, laying my life on the line, serving the master, no matter what, putting up with no end of scheming by Jews who wanted to do me in. I didn't skimp or trim in any way. Every truth and encouragement that could make a difference to you, you got it. I taught you in the public. I taught you in your homes, urging both Jews and Greeks alike to a radical life change before God and an equally radical trust or surrender in our master Jesus. But there's another urgency before me now. I feel compelled to go to Jerusalem. I'm completely in the dark about what will happen when I get there. I know it won't be a picnic for the Holy Spirit has let me know repeatedly and clearly that there are some hard times and imprisonment ahead. But that matters little. What matters most to me is to finish what God started. The job the master Jesus gave me of letting everyone I meet know all about this incredibly extravagant generosity of God. And so this is goodbye. You're not going to see me again, nor are you, for whom I've gone among you for so long, proclaiming the news of God's inaugurated kingdom. I've done my best for you, given you my all, held back nothing of God's will for you. Down to verse 36. Then Paul went down on his knees, all of them kneeling with him and praying. And then a river of tears, much clinging to Paul, not wanting to let him go. They knew they would never see him again. He had told them quite plainly, the pain cut deep. Then bravely they walked him down to the ship. In verse 1 of chapter 21, and so with the tearful goodbyes behind us, we were on our way. It's an interesting story. And as I said, nothing's in the Bible by accident. And so as we read the story and just reflect on it, we can make some observations that can help you and I in our journey today. And so I want to share a few observations from this part of Paul's journey. Number one, first observation is life is a journey with many seasons. If you've been reading the book of Acts up to this point, you'll have known that Paul was a Pharisee, grew up in a very strict religious home, uh, very committed to legal, uh, strict adherence to the law. He then had an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus that radically changed his life and uh, put him in a new direction. He then spent his time sharing with others 
uh, near and far about Jesus. He ended up basing at a church in Antioch for many years, was part of some church planting teams from there, and then eventually relocated to Ephesus. And uh, here he was for three years and had some amazingly positive impact on the city and the surrounding region. Uh, This episode that we've just read shows a time of transition for Paul, where he's feeling this prompting uh, to move on, that that his time in Ephesus is coming to an end and he's going to be heading to Jerusalem and then eventually to Rome. He's not sure what the future is going to look like, but there's this sense of transition taking place. And so, you know, Paul's life, like yours, like mine, is a journey with many different seasons. It's like a story with many different chapters or a a movie with many different scenes or parts. And uh, time is continuously moving forward. Uh, You know, today quickly becomes yesterday and tomorrow becomes today. And uh, it definitely happens a little bit more quickly as you get older, but everything's constantly moving. And there's a time and there's a season for everything. And so every now and then it's good to pause and have a little look back on our journey and note some of the seasons that we've been through already. I wonder if you've ever taken time to reflect on your own life and to look at some of the chapters, some of the seasons that you've been through, some of the transition points and you know the life that's not examined often fails to release the wisdom that we can glean just from reflecting on our story. And so if you've never done that, encourage you to take some time to think about your own journey. Where have you come from? Where are you now and where are you heading? The second observation is that seasons are marked by endings and beginnings. Seasons are marked by endings and beginnings. You can see Paul is feeling that there's an ending coming. He's had a great time in Ephesus. Life is good for him. Ministry is fruitful. But there's this sense that there's an ending coming. He feels compelled, feels this urgency, kind of like a curiosity, a calling that there's something more ahead for him, even though he doesn't know all the details. In fact, he says, I'm completely in the dark about what it's going to all shape up to be like. But he feels this ending in his own journey. And he took time to to read his own heart and to pray and to seek God for direction about this season in his own life. And so your life and my life are the same. It's, it's marked by endings and beginnings. In fact, life is a series of endings in between times and beginnings all interconnected. Uh, we see this in family. Maybe you're single and you get married. You know, that's a new beginning, but it's an ending. You're no longer single. Or maybe you're, you're married and you have a, a, a child, your first child. That's a new beginning, but it's an ending of life just with the two of you. Uh, we, we see this right through in, in our family life, in our school. Uh, maybe you're in year six and you're the big kid in the school and you moved to year seven. Well, uh, primary school's ended and high school's begun. And so there's a transition. And now suddenly you're the little kid in, in the school. We head out to uni and you can feel a little lost. Uh, it's a whole new world. Happens in our education, happens in our work where we uh, maybe change careers or jobs or there's a downsizing or merger or acquisition or you get a promotion or a new boss. There's changes, endings and beginnings in our vocational journey. Same with, with maybe where you're living. You know, some people live in the same spot most of their life. I remember when Nicole and I bought our first house, an old weatherboard in Bronya, and uh, the agent said, oh, well, you know, it'll do you for a while. Most people move every seven years. And we said, we'll be here the rest of our life. <laughs> you know, we had this kind of sense of permanency. Uh, I counted up the other day. We've been married 33 years, and I think we've moved 10 times. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes change happens that you don't even expect. 
circumstances come your way and there's a, a move that you may not have anticipated. It's the same in ministry. We have uh, maybe different ministry roles or expressions or church involvement. And so endings and beginnings. Henry Cloud has a great book called Necessary Endings. He says this, endings are a natural part of life. We either face them, stagnate or die. Without the ability to do endings well, we flounder, we stay stuck, and we fail to reach our goals and dreams. And so an ending is not a failure. In fact, endings are a normal part of the journey of life. A third observation, endings require us to let go of the past. Endings require us to let go of the past. Paul had to let go of a three-year wonderful season his life and they had to let him go and this was not easy uh, it was time for some goodbyes and you'll notice here that they actually clung to him verse 36 to 37 Paul went on his knees uh, and they were praying for him and there was much clinging to Paul not wanting to let him go kind of has, has echoes of uh, Mary seeing Jesus in the garden and Jesus says don't cling to me you know everything had changed but Mary was keen on holding on to that moment, maybe going back to the way things were. Jesus says, do not cling to me. And so there are seasons in our life where we actually have to let go, let go of the past, let go of what was, maybe even some good things, because an ending is upon us. And you know, that, that's difficult. Uh, most of us don't like change. In fact, we often resist change unless we're the one initiating it. Uh, it's difficult. And we often see change as an as a unwelcome intruder into our life. And you know, we prefer to be in control. And when things are good, we just want to kind of freeze frame it. And we don't want things to end or to be different. It's, it's so natural to want to hold on to the past rather than letting go. A funny story about my dad. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago at the age of 92. And my dad used to love to hang on to his old ties. Uh, you know, he grew up in a time where everyone wore, wore ties to church and he had some pretty outlandish ties and uh, he refused to let go of them. I remember my sister Sharon, uh, she lives in America, but she'd come and visit my dad and, you know, she's a real neat freak. She was kind of Marie Kondo before anyone had heard of the magic of tidying up and uh, Sharon would uh, pride herself by going into my dad's uh, closet and sorting through all his ties and saying, Dad, you can't wear that, you can't wear that. And so she would uh, boldly tell me, well, I sorted through dad's ties and I threw about 15 of them away. Anyway, we had a bit of a laugh about it. Anyway, a week after Sharon's gone back to America, I'd say to Dad, how are you doing without those tires? He says, don't tell Sharon, but I went to the rubbish bin and I pulled them back out again. I've still got them. And you would laugh about that. But, you know, we're all a little bit like that. There's certain things in our life, they're kind of past their due date. They're no longer relevant anymore, but it's just hard to let go of them and, and have an ending because of the familiarity and the comfort we find in those things. We all tend to resist change. And so how do you know when to let go, when a season is coming to an end? It's interesting, if you look a little early in Acts 20, there's eight companions with Paul on this journey. And I love the idea that we don't do life alone. And I know this is a, a connect group weekend here at Bayside. And, you know, don't do life alone. Do it in community. And so we learned that Paul had eight companions with him on this journey. But it's interesting in verse 13, he sent them on ahead of him and he took a section of this journey where he walked alone. If you look at the map, it's about 32 kilometers. 
And so Paul had this time alone with some fresh air and some open skies and some solitude and some thinking space. I wonder whether it was in that part of his journey where he was alone, where he got some clarity that an ending was coming. And we, we also can benefit from some time alone and to reflect on the various seasons in our life. You know, you know an ending is coming when you sometimes feel a little sense of restlessness or maybe you're just a, a bit unsettled or you're losing some passion for an area of your life or you're losing motivation or optimism. Sometimes these can be indicators that a season is coming to an end. And we have to pray for discernment because sometimes we just need to hold on and go through this current storm and uh, things will uh, move and become better. Or sometimes we actually need to acknowledge that an ending has arrived and to embrace that. And so that discernment is really, really important that we pray for that in our journey. Fourthly, endings involve grief. Endings involve grief. Uh, as Paul leaves Ephesus and we read some of his final words, there's some tearful and some painful goodbyes knowing that they're not going to see each other again. And so there's a river of tears. <laughs> the Message Bible says the pain cut deep as they said their tearful goodbyes. You know, whenever there's an ending in any area of our life, often there's this emotion called grief. It's a very powerful emotion and grief happens anytime there's a degree of loss that we're experiencing. You know, even good changes involve some loss, letting the past go. I was thinking just before uh, I started sharing this message of uh, when our oldest son, Josiah, got married. You know, it was a, it was a new beginning. Uh, it was exciting. And as they say, you don't lose a son, you gain a daughter. It was a wonderful wedding day. And uh, we were excited. It's a positive. It's a new beginning. But I still remember coming home from the wedding and walking into his room at our house, which was now empty and bursting into tears because there was some loss. Uh, a little boy was no longer a little boy again. And so even good things, even new beginnings, even things that are positive can have a degree of loss. And that whole range of emotions, maybe sadness or disappointment or frustration, maybe even anger is part of the grieving process. Uh, on, on a sadder note, back in 1990, uh, my mother passed away very suddenly from a, a massive heart attack. Uh, you know, I'd been to a lot of funerals, I'd played music at funerals, but until I lost a family member as close as my mama, I don't think I really understood this powerful emotion of grief. And, you know, grief has many stages. There's firstly this sense of shock, like this cannot be happening. This has to be a bad dream. Maybe I'm going to wake up any moment and it wasn't real. There's this season of shock. And then eventually you, you come to accept that this has really happened. Mum is gone. And, and then eventually letting go, realizing she's She's not coming back and then adjusting to life without her around. And that's not really a linear process. It's very cyclic and you jump back and forth and everyone processes grief differently. But anytime there's an ending, there's a, 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 an experience of loss and this feeling of grief. And so I wonder whether you're losing some things at the moment. I wonder whether there's some grief that you're processing. Are there some things that are ending or have ended? It's important that we acknowledge that and, and lean into and experience that grief and, and be, be gentle, be kind with ourselves. It's normal to experience grief and loss when there's an ending in our life. 
and particularly those transition times. You know, those transition times are a little bit like letting go of one trapeze and you haven't quite got the next trapeze. Uh, they call those liminal spaces and, and those in-between times when something's ended and there's no new beginning in sight can be very vulnerable for us. It's a bit like leaving Egypt and we're not quite to the promised land. We're in that wandering wilderness period that can be very awkward and very frustrating. Final observation from our story today about navigating the seasons of life is that endings make new beginnings possible. Endings make new beginnings possible. Uh, once Paul and his team have said their goodbyes, <laughs> there's been an ending, there's been tears, there's been uh, letting go, there's been grief. They're on their way. They're on the way to Jerusalem and eventually to Rome. And as you keep reading the story, Paul has a lot of his life yet to live. In fact, through this ending in Ephesus, a new beginning of a whole vast uh, uh, new expression of ministry for Paul opens up as he goes to Jerusalem and then eventually to Rome where he speaks before kings and influential people. There are good days ahead for Paul, but they were only made possible through an ending that enabled a new beginning to happen. It's the same for us. You know, sometimes a chapter needs to close before a new chapter opens up. Uh, this month is about four years since I finished up at City Life Church, a church I'd grown up in, a church I was on staff for 32 years, and yet there was an ending that happened there as we were discerning the seasons in our life. And uh, there was some goodbyes and some tears and, and a closed chapter. Uh, but, you know, that ending actually opened up a whole new beginning as we've been enabled to, instead of serving one church for so many decades, now be available and open to coach numbers of pastors and do very speaking and training, uh, mainly online now, but a little bit of travel before COVID happened. And so a whole new season was enabled to open up because an ending had happened. That's not difficult. That, sorry, that's not easy. It's difficult. But sometimes closing a chapter enables new things to emerge. And so endings can be opportunities for a new future. And so sometimes we're holding on to things and the things we're holding on to are actually hindering us from receiving the new things God may have for us. You know, if your plate is full, there's no room for God to add anything new. Sometimes letting go or removing or, or closing a chapter off enables space for God to bring some new things into your world. So I wonder what God is up to in your life journey today. Are you experiencing some endings? Are you in transition time? Or are there some new things beginning in your world? Uh, or maybe you're stuck in a moment, a little bit paralyzed and needing to, to break out uh, into those new things that God has for you. Uh, are there some things you need to let go of? Maybe it's a, an unhealthy relationship or a dead-end job or a place that uh, is kind of no longer home for you or, or a ministry change coming. Uh, are there some emotions around your table that are very noisy and loud and you need to kind of let go of them dominating your world? Uh, what's, what's happening in your journey today? My prayer is that God will enable you to recognize the endings, managing the transitions, and then move into those new beginnings he has for you. As I said earlier, being part of a connect group is a, a real valuable thing in our life. You know, to navigate all these seasons in your life alone, that's a challenge. But if you can do it in community, if you're part of a small group, then you have people around you to support you to uh, be a sounding board to give you advice and wisdom. That's one of the great benefits of being in a connect group.
And so wrapping up our message today, navigating the seasons of life. From Paul's journey, we've learned that life is a journey with many seasons. Seasons are marked by endings and beginnings. Endings require us to let go of the past. Endings involve grief. And finally, endings make new beginnings possible. Let me pray for you today. Uh, Dear God, thank you for this story of the life of Paul that was inspired by the Holy Spirit, put into the Bible for our benefit. So I pray for everyone joining us today. Lord, as they think about their own life, that maybe they'll see with a higher degree of clarity today. Some of the seasons, some of the chapters that they've been through, and you've been there in every season, on the mountaintops and in the valleys. Lord, are there some things maybe we need to let go of today? Help us to trust you, to maybe let go of what's familiar, what's comfortable. Uh, Help us to process the grief and the loss involved. I pray for comfort for those that are grieving and facing loss today. And mostly I pray that this year would be a year of new beginnings, of new opportunities, of new chapters, of new doors opening up. Lord, there are good days ahead for us. We thank you that you're a God of hope who gives us a wonderful future. And so I pray a blessing on every person joining us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. I pray for wisdom and faith and courage and hope as you navigate the various seasons in your life. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.